Hi, this is John Ritter. Welcome to another episode of the Rise Up Country podcast. In the next few minutes, we're going to be spreading our message of hope and inspiration with two of country music's biggest artists, Darius Rucker and Parma Lee. For Darius, wait until you find out what brought him back to his faith. And Parma Lee has a great story about how they finally discovered who they were as a band. Plus, I'll be sharing some stories from the real stars of the Rise Up Country podcast, listeners who have called in and shared their stories of inspiration on the Rise Up Country Hope Line at 844-717-7774, and you can too. Let's start off with a conversation I had with Darius on a Zoom call. Darius, I was listening to your project, Carolina's Boy, and I thought, boy, this is really good. And then I came upon the song, Lift Me Up, and I said, oh my goodness, if that isn't full of the Holy Spirit, I don't know what is. What a rendition. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's a song that was, uh, Rihanna did for the Black Panther, and me and, my, me and Clarence, my manager, were talking about it one day, and... Decided, let's cut it. I, I, we didn't even know, really think it was going to be the record. We just thought it was a cool song, and I, I really wanted to sing it, <laughs> to be honest with you, because I uh, her version's so great. I was like, I, I can sing that song. I really yeah. want to sing that song. And once we cut it with Dan Huff, who's a friggin' genius, uh, I just, well, I freaked out. I was like, this has to be on the record. I and, and you're that, right. It's full of the, it's full of the spirit. It's full of love. It's full of, it's full of hope. And, and I love, and I love that song. I love being a part of that song. Well, lift me up. I know the one thing that lifts you up is not just the music business, but your kids. Can yes. you give us an update on how everybody's doing, especially since your daughter has your mama's name? You know? Yeah, you know, you know, Carrie lives here in, in Nashville, and Danny and Jack both live in New York right now, and they're doing great. I mean, doing great things, you know, uh, working and going to school and, and, and making a little bit of music on the side. They both are, so, the, you know, that's a lot of fun. I keep telling them, you don't want none of this business. And they keep telling me, Dad, we might. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, you're no longer the boss of that one. Are oh, you? no, they, they, they're doing what they want now, and I, and I love that, though. They're great. I got great kids, man. I really do. Listen, one thing I want to go back to is Church Hymn, because that – that is that kind of song that, you know, you were inspired by your mom and I was inspired by mom, my mom's faith too. It's saved me through a lot of times, but at some point in my life, I had to figure out if I really was in this game or not, if I really wanted to have a relationship. And once things kind of fell apart, then I, then I learned what faith was about. And I don't want to get personal, but do you have that time in your life when you said, okay, this ain't just a game. This ain't mama dragging me to church. This is about me and making sure I have the right heart. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think that all really started when my mom died. I had to examine my faith mm -hmm. and I had to examine what I believed and what, what I had in my heart. And, you know, right after that, my, then my aunt died, my, you know, my other, and just got, it just got to a point wow. where uh, I had to examine what I believed. And, and the one thing that I know is my faith is strong and, and, and it's, it's been embedded in me since I was a child and I love it and I believe and I, and I just, when the times get rough is when you really know, really know how you really feel and how you, and how you really love and how you really, really, you really believe and yeah. I, I, I'm really at a good point in my life where I, 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 I'm happy with my relationship with, with God. I'm happy with my relationship with myself. Sounds like you had a sweet mama. What was she like for you growing up as a kid? 
Oh, she was my biggest supporter. You know, she was always uh, in my corner, you know, back when I was a real young kid trying to get into rock and roll and country and, and being told that wasn't the music I was supposed to be listening to. She was my biggest supporter, my biggest leave him alone person, you know, let him listen to what he wants to listen to. And and she, I remember when uh, I told her I was dropping out of college to play in Hootie and I thought she was going to kill me. I really thought she was going to kill me. And she did. And she said, hey, if that's what you need to do, you know, because she always believed that I was going to make it probably a lot more than I did. And it was funny because I was in the studio having, and I, the only way I can explain it is I was just having a bad day, a bad mental health day. And, and, and I sat down at one point and I just said to myself that really at the end of the day, I'm just my mama's boy. And that was the day, that was when I decided to name it Carolyn's Boy. And, and you know, that that was uh, a, a, an epiphany for me, and, and that helped a lot. <laughs> if you would, share the story about Charles Kelly, which I have to say, one-year sobriety, we're so proud of him. But he gave you a call about being, what, the elder statesman in country music? Charles Kelly called me up a few years ago when George Strait retired, when George said he wasn't going to, you know, play anymore and he mm-hmm. calls me up because you hear what happened i was like and he said george quitting it's like really he's like yeah he's like you know what that means i was like what he said that means you're the oldest guy on country radio <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great like, thanks George. thanks thanks a lot charles thank you very much but uh yeah it's it's a great place to be you know and it, and i'll be honest with you especially with the african-american artists that are coming up because when i was coming there was nobody to talk to you know I mean, I'd, I'd, called, I'd talked to Charlie after we met and everything, but, the, you know, he wasn't on the radio anymore. Or It had been 25 years since he had really been there. And now for me, you know, like Chapel Hart and Kane and, 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 and Breland and all those, you know, Warren Treaty, all these great bands that are getting record deals and putting out records, you know, I'm glad I could be there for them when they want to talk about anything. And, and, and so... You know, it, it's just really cool to be at finally at this to be at this point in my career and at this point in my life. It, it feels good to that people feel that they can come and talk to me about things, and it makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing. Oh yeah, speaking of country statesmen, I read an article on Chris Christopherson. Wow, what a guy he is! What a character! Do you know him? I'm friends with Chris, and oh, uh, and uh, I didn't know any. He's Helicopter pilot. Yep, I knew that. Captain. Captain knew that. Army ranger. Knew that. Are you kidding me? It's like, <laughs> yep. wait a second. I thought he was a guy that just liked to party with Willie and those guys. Man, oh, man. he's a, he's the best. Uh, I've I've, God, I've known him for 15 years now. He's a he's a. He, I got actually met him with Willie in Hawaii, and he's just a he's a he's a. When I see him, we I got to I got to sing Poncho and Lefty with him at the White House. And it's Shut one of my up. oh one, my one of my favorite moments uh, ever on on stage. It was you know to have the president of the United States sitting in front of me, and I'm here with Chris Christopherson singing Poncho and Lefty. You know that was such an amazing moment in my career. Um, absolutely amazing. Well, tell the story. I mean, you know, you're privy to it because he's your friend. But tell the listeners about how he decided to get Johnny Cash's attention. That must be a true story. Oh, I don't know that story. How do I know that? I don't know that story. He he gave some tapes to June Cash. Uh-huh. Johnny had it, just took the tape, threw it in the side. So he was a commercial helicopter pilot. I knew that. <laughs> yeah. He landed it in his front yard. I never He landed heard that a story. helicopter at Johnny Cash's house in oh, the front all right, yard. All right. I'm going to have him tell me that story next time. Oh, yeah. I'm calling him when we leave. I was like, you never told me that story. Never Man, heard that story. Unbelievable. Oh, he's going to have to tell me that one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so after that interview with Darius Rucker, I looked it all up. Well, Johnny Cash swears. 
that Chris Christopherson landed a helicopter on his property, got out with a beer in one hand and a tape in the other. Chris said, I love the way he embellished, and I love Johnny's story better than mine. The reality is he was in the military, landed a helicopter. No one was there but the groundskeeper. He handed the groundskeeper a tape and took off and got back to the base before he got in trouble. You know, I promised you that the real stars of the Rise Up Country podcast are the people who call in and share their stories about hope and inspiration. Just like this lady, never, never give up, keep the faith, and always lean on the Lord. Hi, um, my name is Pam, and I'm calling to, to give, share something with you that I hope will encourage a lot of people to just keep the faith and walk through whatever hard times they have. I have multiple sclerosis. I couldn't walk, see, feed myself, dress myself, think. It was so bad that I had to use my dogs to balance myself as I walked. And um, I wasn't really a Christian at that point. I was growing up in a religious atmosphere, but I really wasn't, I can't say I had any faith. As a matter of fact, my best friend said, do you believe in God? And I said, gee, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Well, this really brought me to my knees. And my husband told me that if I didn't stop feeling sorry for myself, he was going to leave me. My parents, um, well, this is understandable. They, I was so pathetic. They, they couldn't stand to be near me. So uh, my neighbor around the street was a person of faith, and she led me to Christ. And I, I just I got down on my knees, and I just said, Lord, if you help me through this, I will be your faithful servant forever. Well, that was 27 years later. I'm now 53. I'm now, I have everything back. I've had everything back for 20-some years. I'm on my way to ride my horse. Hmm. And if you just hang in there, if you just believe, ask, and you will receive, which is what I clung on to for my dear life, God will fulfill His promises. Mm -hmm. And and if not, then it's teaching a lesson that I'm sure you need to learn. So I, I hope that I hope that will help other people that are in similar situations, that when things seem like you're at the end of your rope, just hang in there. Hey, thank you so much, Pam. You're very welcome, and have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Maybe Pam's story inspired you to share one with us. You can on the Rise Up Country Hope line at 844-717-7774. Or if you want to make a comment, you can go to our Facebook page at Rise Up Country. I remember getting this phone call on the Rise Up Country radio show. And this gentleman told us a story about a chaplain in the military that didn't just talk the talk. He was willing to walk the walk. Back in uh, 2001, 2002, I was in the Army for uh, war in Afghanistan. We went into Operation Anaconda. I just remember back then, it was a scary time. This is is hard just talking about it, but... uh, I remember going into uh, going into the battle. You know, it was scary just being out there. I remember thinking about Psalms 23: "The Lord prepares the table in the midst of my enemies." Right, right. And uh, while we were out there, our chaplain had disobeyed direct orders from our battalion commander. It came out anyway. You know, in the midst of all those bombs falling and whatnot from like our planes hitting enemy positions, sitting out there and being hungry because we didn't have any food or anything. Mm-hmm. Chaplain came out and he uh, 
gave us a sermon and communion. And uh, it kind of goes along with, you know, your theme today about keeping the faith. Right. And I, you know, I just have to say that, you know, when Chaplin came out, definitely made my faith a lot stronger than it was. Yeah, and you know what? You know what they always say, there are no atheists in foxholes. Yeah, that's definitely true. You know, would you say that from that day you learned to really appreciate life? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Even even now, I, I wish I was a better Christian. You know, Kevin, I'll give you, uh, I'll tell you a secret. There's not a person in this world that doesn't wish they're a better Christian, you know? Just realize that you're a screw-up like the rest of us, and you're okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just that God doesn't look at us like that, man. God looks at us like we are little kids, and he knows exactly what our hearts can be like and what what we're supposed to be like. He doesn't see all that other junk because we just all mess up. And then when we mess up, we got to go back and say, Lord, I did it again. Please forgive me and keep working on me, man. That's yeah, all you I can do. It. Hey, talk to you appreciate later. Yep. Bye-bye. You know, if you've got a story to share with us anytime about someone in the military, on our radio show, we do a thing called the Rise Up Stars and Stripes Salute. You can call in at 844-717-7774 and leave your story. Well, I promised you I would come back with a conversation I had with the guys in Parmalee. You know, in today's world of technology, instead of sitting down talking to different artists, we do a thing called a Zoom interview, where they're on one side of the country talking to the computer, and I'm on another. And that's exactly what happened with the conversation I had with Parmalee, with Scott, Josh, and Matt. Just three of them were there that day. And I started off by telling them a story about, be careful what you say around your kids, because a lot of the folks in Parmalee are now parents. We're in Hawaii. It's my daughter's first birthday. We're walking along. Maybe I told you this. My wife had my daughter on a backpack. And as she was getting ready to sit down, my wife hit her head on a tree. And she's going, and she started dropping the F-bombs. Yeah. I'm going home. <laughs> so we sat down. These two older ladies sat beside us, and they're talking to my daughter and how lovely she is and stuff. And we stand up, and my wife hit her head again, except my daughter looks at these two old ladies and starts going. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I learned, be careful. (laughs) Hey, girl in mind, listen, I want to talk to you about that. We're playing it a bunch, so that works. But is is Boyfriend, is that another song you're going to put out? It's uh, on this album. It's on the deluxe. Okay. Yeah, so it's already yeah. out now. So it was. It, we kind of released that as an early track. How do you find the niche that says this is who we are and this is how we want to sound? Because it's not an easy thing. We've been looking for it for a while. <laughs> We're still for looking. A few years. <laughs> you know, I mean, it all. I was I always say this. It all started with Carolina when we wrote that song back in the day. We knew that was our lane and that that was our thing. And and you know we've navigated around that and tried other things that didn't quite work. And and now we found that that common thread with what that was when we had back in the day to what we're doing now. And and I think when when Just Away came along, we were kind of searching to find that common thread again and we found it and that was the the most amazing thing which gave us a lot of direction and uh the fans connected to it more than than ever so yeah if if it it ain't broke don't fix it right 
Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to have the right groove because when all of a sudden you go, hey, I think this is how we should be. And, and you go, did we get a check for that? No. <laughs> I know. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Stephen Kobe has a quote that I live by because I've got like a zillion sticks in the fire all the time. It says the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Okay. Hey, got that right. That makes a lot of sense. That's, that's, that's is that amazing. right? The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. So you just got to stay focused on this and forget about all the other stuff. Yep. That is so true, man. I love that. I've never heard that. I got to start using that, man. Yes. That is so good. Oh, you good. got to. That is so yeah, good. Because, because I'll get up and I'll think of all the different things I got to do and I go, hold on, man. You need to go read about Parmalee. You need to look at that Chevy van with the trailer behind that's it. That's right. Remember, that's how it all started, you yeah, know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, man. Then you sit back and you go, man, are we blessed or what? Yeah, 100%. Yep. Josh and I were talking about it last night at the table. Just, yep. you know, you reminisce about one story will come up in another story, and you start going back and reflecting on all the stuff we've been through to get here and, and the fact that we're still here and still best friends with each other. You know, us four, Barry couldn't be here today. He had a some family stuff back home, but, um, yeah, I mean, like it's a trip. It really is. Yeah. But yeah. we're thankful. We're thankful, man. Very thankful. Right. And, and well, of course you had to do some real jobs for a little oh, bit, yeah. but <laughs> that's the catalyst. That, that's what keeps us going. We're horrified. to have to go. Yeah, we back. don't want to have to go back to those jobs. <laughs> oh yeah. I know. I woke up this morning getting ready to do this and I go, ah, crap. The dehumidifier and the crawl space isn't working right. Uh-oh, so here's uh-oh. the big radio guy crawling on his stomach and hitting the beams and getting nails in his back going, okay, now yeah. I'm back to the real world for just a minute. <laughs> right. That's right. You know, the other side of it though, is thank God we can still do it. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, for 100%. me, I mean, I wake up and people go, ah, oh, you did this and you did that. And I go, look, buddy, I ain't complaining. I'm happy. I can go cut down a tree and run a tractor and do all the stuff. And I, and I love to do it. It's part of my life. That's right. Oh, yeah. Me too. We love that. Yep. As long as well, we don't yeah, have to do nice... it for our job anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, uh, if you can, we got Thanksgiving and we got Christmas coming up. All right. So, I mean, we kind of covered Thanksgiving, I think, a little bit, Matt, with some of the things we're most thankful for. But mm-hmm. do you have anything else to add to it? We're just thankful for our family, mostly, you know, everybody we get to go back home and see and time we get to spend with them and the, the you know, the all that good food. All we the get good to food, eat. you know, yeah. the, getting to enjoy the outdoors back home and, you know, doing all the, the things we love to do, man. I think that's a that's a big blessing. Boy, you're right with that good food because most of my time I spend by myself up here because my wife lives in Florida and she comes back and forth. Man, I get a home-cooked meal. I'm just so – because when I cook, it's like, okay, there's some beans. There's a piece of fish. There's a piece of chicken. <laughs> yeah. Let me go to Publix, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah. a home-cooked meal is a pretty big deal. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, Josh, if he's if he's staying with us here in Nashville, like he's he's always whooping up something good, so – if he's around, we, we can get a good home cooked meal. I always meal like now. to cook, so I'll cook for everybody. If I'm if I'm hanging out in town, I, I like to feed everybody. <laughs> oh, if they get tired of it, I'm right around the corner. Man. <laughs> All right, I'll let you. Come on by. <laughs> hey, um, how about Christmas? Especially, you know, some of you have little kids now. How is it going to change, you know, this year? Well, you know, Barry's got his kid. Yeah. It's, it's going to be three, and, and uh, you know, we have our nieces and some new new nephews and that are getting a little bit older that we can kind of, you know, have Spoil, fun, uh, yep. fun with, you know, uh, and get those gifts. And that's and just, the most fun part fun, is playing with the kids on the, on, you know, Christmas morning and, and watching the joy in their eyes and so excited and getting 
presence and just it takes you back to when you were a kid and how excited you used to get. And now you get to live it through them. Boy, isn't that the truth? I got grandbabies. And the other day, uh, our daughter and son went camping. They got a little camper and they went out there. So we went ahead and, and Bobby and I, that's my wife, and it is a woman. Um, we ended up getting our camper, our little van, and we pulled up there and we locked it in. And man, I got dressed up. I had like a wig on and this and that. And and my wife had these clothes that she bought from China. I mean, it just nothing fit. It was a fake wig and all this. And we pulled up in this golf cart and I'm going, excuse me, boys, do you have a place for a couple older ladies can come and sit? And those kids just lost it. <laughs> but that's, you're right. That's where the fun is, man. It you is. get to live it yep. one more time and, and, and you know all the things you don't want to live, you know? Yep. 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 100%. The, just the holidays, I think, in general, is just we're so happy to be able to go back and enjoy the family time and appreciate it. You know, the older we get, the more you appreciate it. Everybody says it, but it's the truth. It really is the truth. It, it is the truth. You know, you can take all the fame and all the money and yep. everything else, buddy. It just doesn't buy great memories, does it? Nope. 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 Yeah. And family time, that's always fun. Because guess what? The great thing is you get to be yourself. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, I always worry about, I remember reading a book about Larry Bird, and he said that he loved everything he did, and he loved his career, but he didn't love the fame. Yeah. Because he loved to go watch the Boston Red Sox play and go out there, and he got so famous that he just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, do right. Him, you know? We don't have that problem yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll You're trying, you know. aren't you? No, we're, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great to go back home this holiday season. You know. Oh yeah. New album out and and you know just just it's it's really it's really great knowing to go back now and, and be able to really enjoy it and and relax and and spend time and not be so stressed out about you know the business and what's all going on. It's like we've kind of come to a place where it's like all right, let it go, go back and enjoy it and yep. catch up on that stuff, man. Because out here it's a hustle and bustle, man. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it is. It's it's like, you know, you're you're known for your last hit. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yeah, right. Yep, right. <laughs> you know, okay, how's it going? Well, remember, who cares? What are you doing now? Uh, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, uh, before you go, give me a, uh, um, you know, uh, when I heard your song "Boyfriend," I thought about that's exactly what happened. I'm I'm up on stage playing at a place called Ireland's. And there's this one waitress who I met that I just loved. You know, when I first mm -hmm. saw her, she had like these little diamond earrings and they introduced me to her and I'm thinking, oh man, that's that's the girl I'm going to marry. And I'm already dating somebody else thinking <laughs> I'm going to be engaged. <laughs> and I see her at the bar one night crying because she was going with this guy. And I went up and I said, what happened? Oh, my boyfriend and I broke up. You know, he he was cheating on me. And I go, well, there's a part, you know, of course I have to console her. Yeah, you know, I had to as being a gentleman. So that night there was a party for the restaurant and I took her there. And this, I think to me, this is a, a you knew it was the right one because it's like four or five in the morning and I'm still talking. Mm -hmm. So you're going, yeah. I didn't run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> and that, that's who I ended up marrying. Wow, so, that's you know, awesome. That, that's the boyfriend story because he wasn't treating her right. How about you guys? What do you have a story like that? There's several probably. I think we all we have. all have it. I think that was the kind of the premise behind that song, you know. It's like it's some sometime I think every guy in their life is, has, you know, just been in love with some girl and 
you see she's got a boyfriend, and you're like, man, if, if I could just, if she was mine, I'd, I'd wrap it up, you know? It's like, this is, I, I, that was a great inspiration behind the song, and it kind of felt like we'd all been there, you know? Yeah, because you do see somebody and you go, oh, man, I, I could do much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to let you guys go. Did you ever hear the story behind Zach Brown's song, Keep Me In Mind? Oh, we have not did. Okay, so this guy is at a a wedding reception. This girl walks up who's engaged. They start talking to each other at the bar. They meet up. He's got a girlfriend and she's engaged. So they she's like heartbroken. So they go out and they write the song, Keep Me in Mind. Wow. Move ahead about a year and a half later, this girl walks into this place. That guy is there. They are both now no longer engaged. <laughs> and the keep me in mind girl is now his wife. How about wow. That? wow. That's great. Oh, no. How about I that? like that yeah. song. That's a great song, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Well, listen, uh, enjoy this Nashville weather because it doesn't get any better than this. And uh, oh, I'll talk to you guys later, man. All right, dude. Thanks, Thank man. You. See you, John. Bye. Bye. <laughs> a great bunch of guys. And believe it or not, they live down the road from me in Nashville. Maybe some of the stories you heard today or some of the phone calls inspired you to share one with us. Well, you can on our Rise Up Country Hope line at 844-717-7774. Or if you want to make a comment, go to our Facebook page at Rise Up Country or follow us on Instagram on Rise Up Country. Until next time, this is John Ritter saying no matter what you're going through, Lean on the Lord. Never, never give up. Just rise up.